0: No! Yeah. as we worship hallelujah here's our worship God worship you for me, for all the things you've done for me, no one can worship you for me. Here's my worship, all of my worship. my worship, all of my worship. Here's my worship, all of my worship. my word to hear.
1: My name is Candace Monique Mitchell. I am a member of the audio and video ministry and on behalf of our team, we want to thank you for watching our live stream and we hope you're enjoying the worship so far. If you're watching on Facebook, please hit the share button. Let everybody know what you're doing. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with the latest. Now, let us get ready for the word of the living God. Good morning, St. John. Our morning scripture for our text this morning is coming from Luke, 8 chapter, verses 43 through 48, and it reads, And a woman, having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touchest me? Verse 46 And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people, for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. And for a few moments, I want to talk on the subject, a healing touch. I also want to talk a little bit about faith, the instrumental quality of faith beginning by asking you a fairly simple question. Does your faith remove your mountains or do your mountains remove your faith? It was F.B. Myers who said, it is unbelief that put our circumstances between us and God. It is unbelief that put our circumstances between us and God, but faith put God between us and our circumstances. And this morning, I'd like to, us to see what faith can do for a person when it is biblically applied. Faith placed in Jesus the Christ. We all know that we are not saved by faith plus works, but also know that we are saved by faith that works. It is very important to understand this principle the right way from the beginning. It's this faith changes us, not God. Faith changes us, not God. You see, sometimes I think we think that if we can muster up enough faith, then it will change the heart of God. But God is the same. He is the source. His resources never change. His mercy never fades. His power does not diminish because it's not he who needs to be changed. It's us. And it's faith that allows our never-changing God to turn loose his resources in our behalf. It's getting ourselves into a state of expectancy and anticipation so that God can flow through us. God is our source, and he supplies, and he does not run out of supplies. God is not bankrupt, and neither will he go bankrupt. He's not in a depression, and he's ready this morning to meet our knees, all the knees that are represented right here today, no matter how large the mountain, no matter how large that mountain is, that he may may be standing between you and God, God can help you with it. And we see in our text today, Jesus is on the way to restore the health of a 12 year old girl. There's a great crowd following Jesus. They wanted to see what he was going to do what great miracles he was going to perform. And even perhaps there were those in the crowd who hadn't even seen Jesus do this before, but now they were there to see for themselves what Jesus could do. But there was one in that crowd following Jesus, not to see what he would do for someone else, as wonderful as that is, but she was following Jesus to see what he would do for her. It's wonderful to come to Christ and want something personal. It's not selfish and it's not wrong. It's wonderful to ask God to bless the people around you and to pour his spirit upon them. But the thing that really glorifies God and really strikes a note with his heart is when you say, oh God, pour out your spirit into my life. I'm so needy, I need you. When we get personal with God, God begins to move in a very special way. There are four things I want us to notice this morning about this woman. One, the woman's desperation. I believe that this woman that we read about this morning was in a desperate situation. Look at her condition. Twelve years, she had a bleeding cancer. She constantly and continually for twelve years had hemorrhaging discharge. And if you want to learn how, that treated pe- how they treated people in that day, way back in Leviticus, you would see that she was uh, left to be ostracized. She could not go- be around others. She could not go to church. And she had spent all of her money trying to get herself healed. Her socialization was nil. Her communications were nil. She was treated as though she was unclean. She wouldn't be able to come into St. John to worship God. She couldn't be able to associate with others. And she was literally considered an outcast. And so this woman for 12 years has been under this condition and she had been under the care of many doctors and exhausted all of her resources. And she only grew worse. She was physically desperate, her health was gone Financially desperate, her money was gone, and spiritually desperate, she could not enter into the temple to worship. All of her human disappointments led to a divine appointment with Jesus. We see in verse 44, the woman's determination. Now, I don't believe for one moment that the only person in this crowd was this woman who needed to be healed. The crowd was filled with all types of people representing all types of needs. And I'm not naive enough to believe that she was the one that had the greatest position to get to Jesus. But she was determined. She was the only one with faith enough to let this problem that she had bring her to Jesus. Some of you have come here this morning ready to quit. You're facing situations in your life that seems insurmountable, health-wise, finance-wise, job-wise, marriage-wise, children, mental issues. But I want to challenge you to have a determination in your faith that says, oh God, I will not quit. I will hang on in because I believe that you are bigger than any circumstance. And though I do not know how, I believe, Father, that you have the answer and you have the power to change any situation. This woman was determined to get to Jesus. The crowd of people milling around him did not deter the attitude of his, his disciples. Attitude did not deter this woman. How others perceived her did not deter her. Her own appearance did not deter her. In her determination to get to Jesus, she was humbled. She showed determination with humility. With all these obstacles, still she pressed her way to Jesus. In addition to her determination, she had a direction to her faith. Her faith alone was not enough because this lady had all kinds of faith. But her faith had not been directed to the right source. We run into people all the time who have a lot of faith. They're thinking good thoughts of life and they have the right attitude about life, but they're not directed to the source of life. And some of them are even Christians. But faith alone is not enough. Not even a determined faith you got to have the proper direction in your faith or your determination can actually take you away from God. Your your faith has to be directed in the right way, and that is towards God. Others have had determination, but it was improperly directed. And you can have a faith with determination, but your faith has to be directed to the proper source. The direction of this woman's faith began to come about because it says when she heard about Jesus, she determined to find out for herself, well, how do you get your directions right? What directed her to Jesus? The answer is there. First, her faith in others was shattered. People had failed her. She had been to doctors. She sought all kind of advice and that's good. But we have to understand that God's wisdom is greater. Also, her resources had failed. She spent everything and finally time was running out. She was getting worse. She's been there. Have you been there? Where you were at your wits end? You sought good counsel, you listened to advice, you spent all you had and the situation just got worse? Well, may I encourage you this morning, like like this woman, your bitterest hour can become your most blessed hour. When all is said and done, when you're at the end, then we can be directed toward the real blessing. It's not the way God would prefer it. He would want us to come to him first, but he'll use it. He'll work it together for your good. His arms are wide open. And when we come to that bitter, frustrated point of no return in our lives, we will do one of two things. We will either discard our frustration and give up our faith, or we will direct our faith and look up. This woman directed her faith towards Jesus. There are a lot of people who have faith today, but what's important is the object of our faith. Who are you putting your faith in I pray during this time of this pandemic this virus that you're not putting your faith in the government or the World Health Organization I pray that your faith is directed towards God the one who can do something about the situation then we see the woman's deliverance her deliverance came from contact with Jesus the touch of his garment was the touch of faith. She exercised far greater faith than she thought she could. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. We we like to say she touched the hem of his garment. She knew somehow she could get through the crowd and touch his cloak. She knew that God had the resources for her need. And it says in the Bible. Immediately, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from suffering. Faith begins with knowledge. She heard. She heard about Jesus. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then faith grows inward, reflecting that leads to decisions. She thought She reasoned with herself. If I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. That stage is very important. She came to a decision within herself. And now finally we see the declaration of this woman. She got more than she came for, for her illness was healed. Her illness was healed immediately. I have to smile when I think about what happened, it looked as if this woman was trying to sneak a miracle. She didn't want anyone else to know. She just thought if she could sneak up, touch him, hem of his garment, she'll be healed and she can get lost again in the crowd. She didn't want him to bother him. She didn't want any attention. But Jesus stopped her right there because he knew power had gone out from him. And he said, who touched me? Now there are two very important reasons why Jesus asked her this. First, he wanted her to declare her faith because she had an uninformed faith. She thought she could get a miracle from Jesus without Jesus even knowing it. But you can be very sure, when your need is met, it's not because Christ is unaware. It's because he is very much aware and because he's loving you and he's looking at you and looking out for you. She thought she could have had her need met by God without the knowledge of God. And Jesus stopped the crowd and focused on this woman because he's concerned about and develop an ongoing relationship with her just as he is with you and with me. He wants to walk with us and talk with us in the garden. Remember when Adam and Eve sinned? God pursued them in that garden. And God wants to develop and maintain relationship with you and with me. Sometimes we need to walk with him in the midnight hour. Sometimes in the early morning of the day. Spend time with him. That's what he's looking for. Then notice Jesus stopped everybody. He stopped the push and the business of the crowd. And you can hear the hush fall over the crowd as he suddenly stops and he turns around. Jesus wanted not only for this lady to be touched, he wanted the whole crowd to be touched. There were people in that crowd who had needs, and he knew that, and he wanted them to see that he was just a step away. And if they saw this woman's faith and its results think what would happen when it began to move on, and they trusted God too. That's why you need to declare your faith publicly. That's why you need to share with your mouth what Christ has done in your life, because you may be the very source of inspiration that someone needs to take the first step to hear and to trust God. Faith that brings us to Jesus and cause a positive response publicly is declared. That is sufficient faith. That is why Jesus said, whosoever will confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father who is in heaven. Jesus allowed this woman to be healed in order to help her in her embarrassment. However, secret discipleship was impossible. She had to confess her deliverance. She had become a child of God. Because Jesus said, daughter, go in peace. And this is the only time that's recorded in the New Testament where Jesus calls a full-grown woman daughter, which lets you know how much he cared, how he had embraced her, how she had become a part because of her faith. He told her to go in peace. Literally means go into peace. In other words, Jesus is instructing her to be thankful for her body's healing. But as she moved forward, she would enter into the peace that he had granted her that you can only get from Jesus in life and in eternity. In closing, press through to get to Jesus. Don't allow the fear of what others will say and do deter you. What if this woman had not pressed through? She would have missed her blessing, and we would have not had the benefit of her testimony. Faith in God is the answer. Faith in the power of God to answer prayer and perform miracles. Faith is the key, and like Jesus told Peter, he had prayed that Peter's faith will not fail. Jesus will not allow your faith to fail. Only you can do that. You have the faith. But it has to be exercised by actions and trusting God to do what He will do. Jesus loves you and is fully aware of the weaknesses of our faith, but He's encouraging you to take courage, put your fears aside, go for it. If you falter, He's by your side, He will help you. He is teaching you to trust in Him. And he says to you, as he said to the sick woman who pushed through her fears, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go forward in peace. This woman began as nobody. But by touching Jesus, she became somebody. And when her faith was publicly declared, it blessed everybody. I'm sure she never had a clue that in bringing her need to Christ and surrendering her need to Christ, that the faith of many people would be encouraged by it. But that's how the Lord works. This woman's desperation, her determination, her deliverance, and her declaration set her free. So, I encourage you this morning let go of depression, discouragement, disappointment, and doubt. Release your faith. You too can experience how God can change your life with one touch. This woman's testimony became that she was shackled by a heavy burden, neath a load of guilt and shame. That was her testimony. But then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I'm no longer the same. And then she goes on and said, since I met this blessed Savior, since he cleansed and made me whole, I will never cease to praise him. I'll shout it until eternity rolls. Why? He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know. He touched me, and he made me whole. With one touch from Jesus, she received her physical healing. With one touch from Jesus, she received her mental healing. With one touch from Jesus, she received her spiritual healing. With one touch from Jesus, she received her emotional healing one touch let us pray father God we come now and Lord we just pray that you would touch someone right now standing in need of a touch for salvation someone stands in the need of restoration reconciliation but father we know that you're able and we ask now that you would touch like only you can father we pray for the exercising of our faith and believing that you can and will and someone will come saying what must I do to be saved and father we pray now in the name of Jesus that you would grant it unto us in your son Jesus name we do pray amen
2: good morning one touch that's all we need one touch from the Lord Maybe you're finding that in your life, you may need a touch from God. You may want to experience Jesus Christ as the savior of your life. And we want to offer you the opportunity to do so. The first thing that you can do, if you will look in your chat, there's a link in your chat. And you can just touch that link and begin the process of filling out the information so that we can contact you and help you along that process of becoming A follower of Jesus also you can go to our website and if you go to our website you will find that you will be able to see information that will help you in your journey toward accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior or if you want to join St. John and become a member of St. John Missionary Baptist Church that link will will begin that process for you as well or you can go to the website we are excited about the possibility of you becoming a member of the family of God and a member of St. John. Just click that link or go to our website. We look forward to seeing you soon. We look forward to your being a part of our family. God bless you.
3: I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, We can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8 and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tides into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, In the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you are blessed and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.